few minutes. So financial stewardship tonight, we're talking about the management aspect of financial stewardship. As we're just, just hearing from you guys, management, getting the most out of what we have. Getting the most out of what we have. Now, anytime we talk about finances and the kingdom of heaven, finances and God, finances and religion, people get all up in arms about things. I think there's a lot of misinformation about God and money and the Bible, these types of things. And I want to just take a second. I feel like God's heart, God's heart when it comes to his people, his money, he wants his people to be great. I think he has no problem with his people having money, but he wants it to get wants them to get it the right way. Is it are we getting money through, you know, making it off the back of other people? Making it ourselves? Are we getting money as God's increasing us? Is it coming from him or is it coming from our own efforts? Is it coming from following after him and his plan in our lives? How do we get that money? And then how do we manage it? So tonight we're going to be talking about how do we take the resources that we have? How do we make the most of them? And Jesus says, finances are a little thing. But in the parable of the talents, the people's management of what they had, the resources that they had, did they get the most out of it? Prove their ability to manage other things and they were given more. So financial stewardship. So we've been talking about the financial structure last week. Here's the financial structure that I typically think of, that I typically use in our own finances. And this is, I use this in our personal finances. I use this in businesses. I use it in any pretty much operation that we have. We have an operating account, which is all of the the money comes in, all of the money goes out pretty much through that operating account. All the income comes in, all the expenses go out through that operating account. Think of it like your, your main checking account. We have an emergency fund. Okay, this can be a, a typical savings account, those types of things. Money that's liquid, you can get to it pretty quickly, pretty easily if needed. And then we have some kind of storehouse, somewhere where you are storing up the excess or the surplus. Now, for me personally, that's what I feel like God has shown me to do is to create some specially designed life insurance policies and the cash values grow between four to five percent a year. But then you can also get access to that money and use that money at the same time. And the money just continues to compound even while you're using the money. And so that's what I feel like God has shown me to do personally in our in my life, but you need some kind of storehouse. Where are you gonna what are you gonna do with the extra? And yes, probably we should be giving away some of the extra, but what are we gonna do with that extra? And so this is the typical financial structure, just the basic structure that I think of. And then we want to get some accounting in place. If we're going to have management, we've got to figure out what are the resources that we have. It's really hard to manage when we don't know what we have. And so the basic tracking that I think of, you need some kind of a cash flow or profit and loss type of statement, which is, you know, how much money is coming in? How much money is going out? Are we making a profit? Are we in a deficit? What, what do we have going on? If you really want to get really highly skilled at the management, I also think the the t- timing of when that money comes in, when that money goes out also makes a big difference because you could have enough money for the month, but it comes in at the wrong times or the expenses, just the way they're timed, you could be short at certain times of the month. And so paying attention to the timing as well. And then some kind of a balance sheet. Balance sheet, just a fancy way of saying, you know, what assets 
What resources and assets do we have? What liabilities do we have? What liabilities or debts do we have? And something else I feel like God's been showing me to maybe add on to this balance sheet as well would be a list, maybe just keeping track of your giving. As you give out to people, think of it kind of like an investment and just keeping a track of your giving over time as well. I think it's, it's helpful to look back and just remember those times. So these are the basic tracking sheets. And then we're going to use these sheets to begin our management. Now, management. I think the first step, protection. Love protects. One of the biblical themes, love protects. So creating adequate protection. we got to protect those resources first. So one of the first steps takes, you know, are we building up that emergency fund? Are we building up that emergency fund? We'll talk about what, what that might look like. But do you have some liquid funds, liquid resources, liquid assets that you can get to if you need to? And then do we have adequate protection in place as far as insurance goes? Do you have things like health insurance, car insurance, maybe business liability insurance or professional liability insurance? Do you have the right entities set up? Do you have life insurance in place? Your basic insurances. And, and typically on most of the insurance policies, the typical recommendation is, you know, I'll, I'll usually have a little higher deductible. I think of insurance as I want to protect against the catastrophic levels. So every everybody's situation is going to vary a little bit, but I'm typically okay with a higher deductible. They have to pay less out every month as far as the payment goes, but I still get the protection in place. So I want to spend less on a monthly basis but still have the protection in place. But sometimes if you can't afford the bigger deductible, maybe you need to choose a lower deductible with a little higher monthly premium. But we want to have the right business entities in place. Those would be questions for your lawyers or accountants or strategists or things like that. You know, is this should this be an LLC? Should this be an S corporation? If this is a ministry. What kind of organization should it be? Having the proper structures in place. And then from an estate planning perspective, do you have wills or trusts or estate planning, something in place? To protect it to move from one generation to the next is something else that's important to think about as well. So we want to protect first. I think that's the first thing we look at. So we look at those resources. We look at your, your cash flow, your income, your assets, your liabilities. First question to ask. Remember, we want to do this with our partners. We're going to partner with God. We're going to make him our most important partner. So we're going to do this prayerfully. We're going to take our time. We're going to do this prayerfully. If you're married, you're going to bring your spouse in and we're going to, we're going to manage and steward together. That's the most important thing. You do it together. If you have business partners or ministry partners, whatever it may be, you steward that money together. First question we're going to ask, do we have proper protection in place? And then we're going to go to reviewing the income. Are there ways that we can raise the income? Because often what looks like a financial problem, you know, oh, we got to cut expenses, cut expenses. You can only cut expenses so far. You're probably never going to get them to zero. But income can be raised exponentially. So how can income be raised? This would be a question to ask, you know, with your partners. What do you have in your house? Is there anything you can sell? Is there something you can offer, some, some way that you can serve to create additional revenue? How can you partner with somebody? For example, I've seen... Uh, a number of people that have had good ideas and they were working in a traditional company and they bring those ideas to the company and say, hey, I want to help build this division or branch of the company and share in the profits. 
and the companies see it as extra revenue, so they're usually willing to do that. So there's a saying that you're either at one idea or or and relationship away from a breakthrough. So money, the, one of the amazing things about money, money can be created from the inside out. Just takes a good idea. You can start generating more money. And oftentimes it will take a key relationship that opens the door for that breakthrough to come as well. So we're going to review the income together. You're going to have this conversation with God, your partners. How can we increase the income? And then we're going to look at the expenses. Is there any way we could refinance or restructure debt that makes sense to everybody? Is there any way that we could restructure things that we save more taxes? Are there better alternatives to things that we're spending money on right now that are maybe just as good of service, but are a little cheaper price? Any ways that we all agree that, hey, we're just wasting money. We don't need that anymore. So we're going to review the expenses and make adjustments as we see fit. And then we're going to talk about, we talk about management is getting the most out of the resources that we have. So you're going to look at those accounts that you have in your checkings, your savings, your storehouses, insurance policies. And you're going to look at, all right, is this the best allocation of resources? Do we need to move some money from over here to over here? Do we need to combine some things together? What decisions do we need to make around that? And if you start doing this together, you start stewarding it with God and with your partners. You're going to get light shining on those decisions from every angle. You're going to get in agreement. I like, I'd like to think of a lot of these decisions like the, the nuclear missiles that were, you know, everybody has a key. And unless everybody turns the key at the same time, nothing moves forward. We're going to get in agreement about this. We're going to make those decisions together. And then how do we manage the cash flow that comes in? Now, some people might not agree with this. This is what I feel like God has shown me to do. Immediately, as soon as money comes in, as soon as money comes in, we take 10% of that money and we set it aside. You could think of this as the tithe. You could think of it other ways. This is what I feel like God has shown me to do. And I've seen this. This has been very, very helpful for me. It's one of the one of the big shifts that I made, just starting to do this consistently made such a difference. And the first thing we're going to do, we're going to put that money into the emergency account. And we're going to build that emergency fund up to a level. And, and what is that level? It's going to vary. I would say whatever you and your partners agree on. Whatever you you and your partners feel like is needed in that emergency fund. In, in my businesses, typically, I think of like one month of expenses in that account. That's there and liquid, easy to get to. And then everything above that, we're going to start to move that into the storehouse. And we start to talk about multiplying money. We'll talk more about what to do with the storehouse funds. We're going to start taking that 10%, just set it aside immediately. Can you do more? Sure. But this gives us a nice starting place. Now, if you say 10% is just way too much to start with, then start with 1%. Start with a penny. Start with something. Every time you get paid, start to get that habit developed where you start setting some aside. And think of this is like my partnership money with God. We're going to begin to follow his leading and direction in everything, but specifically with this money. We're specifically going to follow his leading and direction. Now, one of the verses on tithing, God says that there would be meat in my house. This money set aside ensures, you know, where is God's house now? God's house is you. It it assures that you're always going to have some money set aside in your business, in your ministry, in your house, that you've always got meat in your house. 
And people will say, well, what, what about my church? And we'll talk about how that looks here in a second too. But we're going to start to set aside that money. And we're going to follow God's lead. We'll talk more about what we do with that money later. Probably next week, we're going to start setting it aside. And then we're going to get that in place. And then as we have times where we have to make larger purchases, maybe you need to buy a car, maybe you need to put a roof on a house, maybe you need to buy a house, whatever it may be. How do you make those purchases? And here's an important thing I feel like God has taught me. Paying cash, a lot of people say, oh, you just want to pay cash for everything. But paying cash is not always the best option. So for example, in my storehouse that I have, Money builds up in that storehouse. I can get access to that money anytime I want. But the way it's set up, it's making, let's say, 5% interest all the time. Even when I pull money out of it, it's still making 5%. It's still compounding like I never touched it, which is one of the beauties of it. But while that money is out, I do pay interest on it. Now, keep in mind, that's a loan, so I don't pay any tax on it, though, even though I'm getting the income. But I pay about 4 point something percent interest on that. But as an example, we bought a car recently last year. And at the time, the car loans were something like 1% interest. And I feel like what God was training me in that was, hey, I don't want you to pay cash for this. Let your money sit in the account. It's earning 5% interest. You don't have to pay the 4% interest on the loan. And you're only paying 1%. You're actually making money on that difference. You're going to come out ahead further financially. Now, there's times where you may pull money out of that pool out of that storehouse and you may make the large purchases depending on the situation but i think you got to follow god's leading on this and i think he doesn't always tell you to pay cash there's some times where he t- may tell you hey it's interest free for 12 months take it let your money work and take it and just pay them the smaller amounts every month to make your payment consistently manage that payment And something else I've learned, whatever God ordains, whatever God has as his plan for our life, if he says to do something, he's going to pay for it. You don't have to pay for it. You take the step of faith and he's going to supply it as you need it. And so when you make purchases, you got to look at how is this going to affect my resources? How is is it going to drain all my cash? Can I purchase this thing and still have my cash working? How's it going to affect my cash flow? Is it going to increase my monthly payments a lot? And so you got to look at the balance. You got to make those decisions. Every decision is a little different. You get still, you listen with God, you follow his leading, you get in agreement with your partners and you make those decisions about stewardship together. And then at the end of the month, you get to the end of the month. What do you do when you have surplus? You got extra left. And that's where we talk about the partnership model. So the partnership model is something I learned. I've got a former client of mine whose father had something like 100 businesses. And every one of them was run on partnerships. And they were all very successful. And she said he had a very simple model that he used. And he used it in every single business for how to manage the surplus. This is his model. Whenever they had surplus, you get to the end of the month. Let's say your expenses were 4000 and your income was 5000 You made $1,000 profit. Okay, if needed, you account for taxes. If it's a business, those types of things, you account for taxes. And then whatever's left, that that $1,000, 10% of that would go to savings. 10% of that would go to investing. 10% of it would go to 
giving to people in need, to the poor or people in need. He would set aside a special account in his businesses that were for people in the business that had financial hardships. And money was set aside there. Maybe people had a medical emergency or they had a financial, something happened. They had money set aside for the people in their business to help them whenever needed. And that money was earmarked or set aside just for that. And then the remaining 70%, so that's 30%, 10 to save, 10 to invest, 10 to give. And the remaining 70% was split among the partners. You know, if they had different percentages of ownership, it was split accordingly, those types of things. The remaining 70% was split accordingly. Now, you might say, how, do, how does my relationship with the church work? I, the, I feel like God has shown me as our relationship with the church is partnership. So you got surplus, that surplus, you can begin to view the church as a partner. You can begin to split that surplus with them. You can begin to, however you want to split that. But you begin to steward this money together with God. If you have a deficit, money's tight. We were just talking about it earlier tonight. When things get pressure on us, we feel overwhelmed. You got a financial deficit. The emotions get stirred up. We tend to look inward. We tend to focus on ourselves. Let's stay externally focused. Let's stay in faith. Let's stay in gratitude. Let's stay in love. This is an opportunity to trust God. For him to prove that he's going to come through for you. So where is your trust in those times? And something I've learned to do, whenever his money's tight, I give what's called a memorial portion. In the Old Testament, the, the Levites and the priests, the high priests, were to take just a small handful of the offerings and burn them in the fire before God. It was called the memorial portion. And so what I've learned is when money's tight, I'm in a deficit. Doesn't look like I have enough. I'll take a memorial portion. It might be a dollar. It might be 50 cents. It might be $5. It might be $10. Just a little memorial portion, a little handful, and I'll give it away. I'll ask God, where do you want me to give this to? And I'll give it away. Or sometimes I might, if, if I need something, maybe we need to go to the grocery store. And I can't afford the full groceries. I'll go buy a little bit as a memorial portion to prove, hey, I'm trusting God. I'm staying externally focused. I'm not going to get in fear. And almost every time I've seen, we've given a memorial portion, just miraculous things begin to happen. It's an amazing thing. And so those are some things. To get us started on financial management. Remember, our journal filter this month, something to be writing every night at the top of our journal. Financial stewardship. Just a quick recap of some action steps. Let's review those income and expenses. How can we raise income? Let's get an agreement on the expenses. Let's track the cash flow. Let's get in a, a systematic habit of just setting that money aside consistently every time it comes in. If you don't have enough for 10%, start with a penny, start with a dollar, start with 1%. And just develop the habit. Let's get in the habit of reviewing our resources. I like to think of this, what we're talking about right now. This is kind of a monthly review. Kind of a monthly review. Looking at the resources, looking at the income, the expenses, the budget. And then as the day unfolds, you know, transferring that money as you need to, as it comes in. And then making sure we're handling shortages the right way.